0: Hello. Hello. Sean. Yo, yo, welcome, yo.
1: Welcome to the Decimation Studios Podcast. How are you doing today, my man?
0: I'm 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 excellent. Thanks for having me.
1: Yo, always, always, always. We're waiting for uh, Wally to join us and uh All right. we're gonna kick it off. But for the meantime, you and I are just gonna chop it up a little bit until Wally joins us. So to everyone out there, welcome to another Decimation Studios podcast where we look at what it's like to be an indie creator and the process of creating a comic book and how to promote your, your book. Uh, one of the things that we discuss here uh, is what it's like to have your own flagship book, how to work hard to get it out there. And then from time to time we have guest artists, the show, and we talk to them about what it's like to be an indie artist and their struggles and what are some of the things that they're trying to share and articulate through their work so right now we have Sean lee who i'm word excited to have because Sean Aline is the main artist on our book decimation earth uh he's a freelance artist writer and inker. Um, he has formed a comic book networking group called zion um, mm. and you want to break down what zion is really quick sean
0: all right, it will do. Uh, as I said, man, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, it's an honor. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on uh, Destination Earth, too. as the uh, main pencil. Um, so, Zion Network is, um, in the simplest form, of a comic book networking group. Um, started way back in, like, 2008 or something like that. Um, but... Uh, basically what it is is that it's supposed to be a networking platform for indie artists um but outside of that is for any person who's a lover of comic books and pop culture medium and um so whether you are like uh or whether you're an actual creator a writer penciler whatever um or you you're a casual fan of the pop culture world and comic books it was supposed to be a place for you to come together and uh, to bond over your shared love, um, and to, uh, motivate each other to, uh, to find out about, you know, new creators. Um, and it became this, um, we started to build from there. We started to build off the idea of just coming together and we said, Hey, let's, let's actually do some stuff. You know, we have a lot of creators in the group, let's produce something. So we actually have, um, uh, an art book that we put out um, to spotlight some of the creators. Um, We started work on a a comic book and then we started to do these monthly drinking draws um, with the twist being that we would have a live model and the live model would be a cosplayer. So that was another way to incorporate another aspect of the comic book pop culture world, cosplaying. And also allow people the chance to um, to uh, practice their life drawing skills and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. for me, it was always more than just, oh, let's get together and discuss who's stronger, Superman or Hulk. You know what I mean? That's that's easy. Anybody could do that. Uh, that's common. But it was like, you know, we're going to get together. We're going to have those discussions. Yes, but no, let's actually work. Let's actually do some stuff. Let's build and, and, and really hone some skills. And you can leave a meeting feeling like, yo, this was an all-around great experience, not just meeting with friends, but also doing some stuff. And, um, yeah, and we have grown to the point now where we have a branch in Barbados, and we're talking with some other people about setting up a branch in other cities as well.
1: Wow, that sounds amazing. I mean, you do a, a live Instagram uh,
0: yeah yeah that's the other thing we started doing because uh you know the world being what it is now with covid uh, mm-hmm. we decided to utilize the uh, online presence mm-hmm. and um we started doing these lives uh, every week at five o'clock um from five to seven and it's funny because when i started doing it it was i was i only wanted to do it bi-weekly and it was only one hour i was thinking about oh we don't have the time mm-hmm. and nobody's gonna be interested in in the you know in what we're doing next thing you know here we are 25 episodes later well 26 and we just did a three and a half hour show um because of the demand for it so um yeah man we you know we we're trying to incorporate some um some stuff and uh this week coming up actually um we are going to bring back the live drawing aspect of it so we're going to have a model And we're going to be, she's going to pose for us and we're inviting everybody who, you know, who watches the the program to, you know, get your pencils and pens and uh, paper and draw along with us or tablet, whatever it is you use.
1: (laughs) All right. Hey, Wally McNair just joined us, Sean. So now it's a party. Yep. Now it's a party. What's up, big dog? What's good, fellas? Peace.
0: Man, just yeah. it's, um, it's blessed, man. It's good to hear you, Wally. It's been too long, brother. No,
2: way, way too long. I think last time I saw you was uh, New York, like the uh, the mini New York show they was trying to do for a little while.
0: Oh, what? Oh, yeah, it's been a minute. That was that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. So, ages, man.
1: so for our listeners out there, we have back on the show Wally McNair. Uh, Wally is been in the business for 10 years uh, he was publishing under Gorilla Bread Publishing uh, he's done things like Black, uh, Black Panda Skull Kids, Fairy Tale Knights, King Supreme uh, and now he has a new press called Once Emperor's Publishing which is now out on Kickstarter and they're now throwing two of their major books out there one King Supreme and a new one Super Bastard
0: so congrats i
1: appreciate it appreciate it yeah. so wally let's let's jump right into it. let's talk about once emperor's publishing king supreme and super bastards because you got a kickstarter out there my man and let's 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 get going on it
2: man um you know what you want to know brother tell tell me what you want me to want me to board the people with, and yeah. i'd be happy to board their brains
1: yeah so how's it going with the kickstarter so far i mean it looks like you've got t- 23 days to go you got 64 backers. How's the process been for
2: you? Man, it's, you know, it's been it's been a lovely process, bro. Uh, yeah, we're 124% funded 23 days ago. Like you said, 64 backers. So now it's just pushing for those stretch goals. You know what I mean? Um, people have been super supportive. I'm just trying to make sure I'm doing everything in my power to reach people who still may not be aware. People who haven't, who are on the fence, teetering back and forth. You know, just trying to make sure we don't, we don't rest before it's time to rest,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it's nerve wracking. It, it's nerve wracking. I mean, Sean, you can attest to this because you've done Kickstarters. I mean, you're part of the Decimation Earth project, so mm-hmm. it's very nerve wracking. Wally, you've done work on the Decimation Earth project, so. And you've done it. Both done extensive kickstarter so it's nerve-wracking doing these crowdfundings. You know, it's it's very hard not to sit there and just watch it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 watch that number just stay there for like four days, and mm-hmm. and slowly seeing the ticker go down on the days to go. Right. Um,
0: and I think the the nature of it too is that almost like you have to, you have to, you know, is a constant, is a constant, is an animal you have to constantly keep feeding you know what right. i mean so you constantly have to do uh promotion for it and reminders and and all these other things so you know that after a while, you know it's like some people think you could just set it and forget it but it's you know that adds to the nerves of like oh man i gotta make sure i keep doing this keep doing this keep doing right, this. So right. It's, it's a lot
2: yeah a hundred percent i mean you know i, I talked to new new people who are doing new projects all the time and they some people come in just thinking yo once i put it up there i'm, I'm gonna get funded right and it's like nah <laughs> nah, that's mm-hmm. that's not how it works. Like, I mean, it's really, really fortunate it might be how it works, but nah. In most cases, like Sean said, you got to put in that work. You gotta you gotta work these campaigns as hard as you work creating characters, drawing panels, and <laughs>
0: whatever
1: else. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. Right,
1: right. So let's jump into it. So our subject today, one of our subjects. Uh, is the rise of black horror and media. Mm. I want to get your guys' thoughts about it. I want to get your guys' ideas of what you think, that how this is going to evolve, especially in the world of comic books and in the world of television and film or even animation. So, I mean, you know, we've had, um, I think Jordan Peele has had two successful movies. Uh, in this genre Get Out and the last one can't remember the Ante- title Antebellum of it. I believe it was uh, Anti-Bellum is another one Us, uh, us. yeah yeah there, that's right Us and there, Us and uh, that's Jordan Peele and then there's one on Hulu called Bad Hair mhm which I wanna think Chris Rock is involved but I don't think so but I did see Usher make an appearance on it mhm uh, in the trailer, and then of course you have Lovecraft Country. So let's mm-hmm. let's chop it up and let's see how you guys feel about this.
0: Um, I, I, well, I mean, this is something you know. This is something that's been around for a minute. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, normally I would say you know Nubian here in place of Black, but for the sake of the podcast and the people, I'll say Black, right? So, um, there's actually a documentary. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's called Horror Noir: A History of Black Horror.
2: No, I
0: haven't, no, seen, I haven't that. seen that. Yo, check it out. It's amazing. Um, I'm not sure what it's on right now. It might. Not, I don't think it's on Netflix, but it's called Horror Noir. A History of Black Horror. And I was fortunate enough to see it in uh, when they did a screening for it. I was fortunate enough to interview the director of it. This young newbie and lady. She's amazing. She's from Philly, too. Uh, so, Dave, that might be somebody that you want to reach out to. Um, okay. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh... Yeah, man. So, you know, black people in horror has been around for a while. Uh, unfortunately, it hasn't it, it hasn't stuck around as much as, as it should have. Um, and we are seeing this resurgence of it. And um, I think what happens sometimes is that people, you know, they act shocked. Like, oh, man, this is, you know, this is new. And it's like, no, this is this is this has been here. Um is just is just now getting some attention you know what i mean that it deserves right. uh i hope i hope that um, is a is a genre that is continued to be explored and uh i'll say one of the things i love does is the social commentary beneath the surface it's like you could still have, tell a good story you know um but and you can inject these different these different layers through it without forcing it down somebody's throat yeah right.
1: yeah right uh, for me, I I look at it two different time periods. I look at it as a new Renaissance. I'm going to use that word for black horror, mm. horror versus mm-hmm. the old black horror, which I grew up on, like Blacky love or mm-hmm. um, a couple other, I guess you would call black exploitation horror films. And mm-hmm. I kind of I'm kind of excited with what Jordan Peele doing and and, and other directors with this, such as Lovecraft Country and everything, because let's be honest, usually the character in horror movies who is the black guy usually dies first.
0: Yeah. You know? (laughs) You
1: know? And in this case, you're getting a chance to see this more in a realm where the actor who is diverse Actually experiencing the horror Happening to them Now Annie Mm -hmm. Bellum I haven't seen it But from the sketch Thumbnail sketch I got about it It is crazy Mm -hmm. How the story is set up
2: Right I I haven't watched it either Um, But it looked like it's it's pretty interesting And it's got Janelle Mornay in it So
0: you know Yeah, (laughs) Can't go wrong
2: I know what's your thoughts Wally I mean, anything that's showing showing us on screen or us in a position of leadership power, anything that's showing us, I'm always going to be for, whether it's, it's my cup of tea or not. I'm not really huge into horror. Um, my, my my wife is. A lot of my the people around me are. I'm not as big into it personally, so I can't speak from a critique standpoint, but I did enjoy Get Out. I haven't watched Us yet or Antebellum. Um, but I'm always be in support of seeing us in positions to tell stories. So whether it's something I, I'm 100% into or not, I want to see it happening because I feel like everybody else gets a chance. Well, not everybody, but the, the dominant side gets a chance to tell every type of story that they want at any given time, whether it's a great story or not. And it's cool. It's it's okay. So I just, I look at it like when we get a chance to tell these stories and as we continue to build these opportunities, platforms and outlets to tell our stories, I want it to keep happening,
1: whatever it is.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Do
1: you remember the one it was Tales from the Hood?
0: Oh, Yeah, I remember. I don't
1: know if
2: that was really a horror. I don't
1: know if it was a horror or what it was supposed to be but it wasn't
0: very good to me yeah i think i think it was supposed to be a horror um <laughs> i'm like wally like i'm not really a big fan of horror you know what i mean like I, you know i as a newbie man I, I live in fear a lot right. so it's you know i'm i'm good i gotta you know what i mean like i got enough horror surrounding me so i don't need to be scared i like a i like a good thriller you know mm-hmm. what i mean like uh i would say like the first saw movie i like that like that type of stuff um but uh you know and and that that's something that we also don't see a lot of black people right, in right. um that's psychological type stuff you know what i mean like right. because there's i think there's different kinds of horror you know what i mean uh i think you know get out was a good example of that like that that psychological type mm-hmm. horror is mm-hmm. the, the, there was a the physical horror too but like i said that the so the deconstruction of um of right. society uh anything that you put under the lens enough it becomes horrific you know what i mean like it reminds me of um like you know you ever see you ever see those uh those uh like pictures of like something under a microscope yeah like really close and you're like yo this is disgusting right. mm-hmm. and it could be like it could be like like a, a glass sculpture it's like oh this is beautiful And then you see how close you see how like the crystals interconnect It's like yo this is weird right. looking so anything that you you examine close enough is like there's some there's some, there's some stuff going on here which i meant to ask yo dave can you curse on here or not uh,
1: you might as well go <laughs> ahead
0: okay because you know yeah. sometimes i like, uh, got <laughs> I got a filthy mouth, you know what yeah. I mean? So No,
1: no, man. We're but keeping that. it frank. We're keeping it real. Keeping it real. I
0: wanna I wanna respect the, the platform. Real. No, you know what we're mean? keeping
1: it real. <laughs> we're keeping it real here. You know? Um, okay. this is just like us getting together. You know, if COVID wasn't around, us just sitting down at a convention mm. or just hanging out, grabbing dinner and just having a frank conversation about things in life and about the industry.
0: So, okay, okay. You know, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So my question my question for y'all is um, do you, do, as far as it comes to comic books, do, would you want to see more horror-type comics? I know, Wally, you say it's not your thing. David, it might be yours. Do you think there's a, there's a space for that within comic books?
1: I, I, I think there is. And I think with Lovecraft Country um, and the way that they're, ex- they're exploring horror from a different point of view, especially, and you and I have had this conversation about Lovecraft. About how they're exploring racism as horror, as along with the creatures that Lovecraft created, because he was an overt racist and white supremacist and homophobic and everything. I think there is a way to do it in comic books. However, what I've seen in comic books is more like saw type of horror you know butchering and cutting and slicing you know something like hostile right, right. Mm-hmm. to me what you and i are trying to do with the team with decimation earth is create that psychological horror that physical horror and combine it with the superhero mythology with what we're doing with lovecraft that's where i think i would like to see the industry go with that i mean I don't want to necessarily read a saw in a comic book. Mm-hmm. I can go see that on TV. I want something that visually draws me into the story and then like next page, I'm like, oh, you know, you know, that, that jump scare. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see.
0: Because I know there's a lot of it in um, yeah, Western culture. And mm-hmm. um, I'm um, sorry. In, um,
1: Japanese culture.
0: Japanese culture um you know certain uh there's like that's a whole big industry the horror mangas and you know over here that was the leading uh genre before superheroes for a point there Mm -hmm. like horror the horror comics was the big was a big thing um
1: i think my favorite was was Wicked city
0: Wicked city yeah Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then that, I, is, that is a classic. And then
1: I think Akira was the one that set the standard. But would we consider that horror? I, yeah, I was just I don't think I. I mean, me personally, I don't
2: consider. I don't know what the intent was with Akira, but I didn't consider it horror. I thought
1: it was a bad yeah. acid trip, personally, but that's just
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I, I like it's you know, classic sci-fi cyberpunk um it had those notes to me in there um i don't know about horror because then if you think about it like one of the greatest homages that people don't consider to uh to um akira was that um did y'all see that movie with michael b jordan where they have powers um what was the name of that movie raising isaiah or
1: something
0: no no it was a few years ago push um nope it was Michael B. Jordan was in it before he was Michael B. Jordan really like you know that that Fruitville era but it was him Chronicles oh yeah yeah Uh,
2: I don't don't know if I watched it or not but I remember the movie I do remember the movie right right. yeah
0: Chronicle that was like that was back in 2012 but um that um that had severe uh homages to Akira and you know i wouldn't necessarily call that a horror but it was it's worth checking out if you guys see it but um right right i yeah uh, i don't know
1: yeah i i think for for me you know i'm always going to say my favorite movie was john carpenter's thing that for mm-hmm. me was the standard of what i wanted to go for um when i started writing decimation earth And you and I talked a lot about that. You know, Wally, I talked to you a lot about that. And that was what I see it is. It's like a slow burn and it leads you into it. And then boom, next thing you know, you've got heads that are, severed heads that are turning into spiders. Um, Dogs shooting out these tentacles. Um, That's for me is what, I really dig is, you know, the build up to it.
0: Um, and and then the the ending, the suspense. Yes, the ending. The unknown. The unknown.
1: Yes, the definitely the unknown. Um, you know I, it, it's interesting how the industry is is changing, you know, particularly with the character that you're doing now, um, Wally was Superbastard. How artists like yourself are taking the industry in a direction to be more relevant to what's going on. And Sean, I see that all the time with some of the drawings that you do and post on Instagram and on Facebook. Both of you are very uh, open-minded about what's going on in in the climate right now. And both of you express it through your art and your storytelling. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't think
2: we have no. We have Definitely. a choice to a degree. And for the record, I guess Super Bastard is kind of a horror, a horror story for some people. If you're on the other end, mm-hmm. yes. on the other end of <laughs> what, what he plans to do. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would. I would put it. I would put Super Bastard in the category of Lovecraft Country, because the horror of and the monsters in that world is racism. And as we know, racism can be most horrific and scarier than Jason to me. And maybe I'm overstepping by saying well, no, I
2: no, I think that's that's what Sean's point was. Like, as black people we just go just leaving the house can be a whole other adventure that you didn't even want to sign up for. So you know and mm-hmm. I, I always tell that same thing to people. They're like, oh, you want to go to the movies and see this? Like, no, nah, I don't need to be scared. I don't, I don't need anything else to put fear or concern in my heart. Like, I live that every day. So I'm good on that. That's not going to scare me, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude running with the, the mm-hmm. machete and the hockey mask ain't going to scare me, really, because we don't been through that and more on the outside for real. You know what I mean? So, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think, like, us getting to tell these some of these stories from a different standpoint, hopefully, opens up people to understand that there's more than one way to tell a story, and there's one, more than one way to instill fear. You know, they've always said that that us as black people are one of the most us being in position and organized and unified is one of the scariest things ever, which we see we've seen many examples of that throughout history. You know, on many scales, whether you're talking about mm. Panthers, Fred Hampton, Malcolm. Marcus Garvey, whoever, like anybody who organized to a certain degree, there was a fear that came out of out of it immediately. Just the conversation of, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and I think mm-hmm. that's what, some of that is what Super Bassett hits, hits on, you know, the idea of what happens when absolute power that's already corrupted meets something more powerful. Like, that would scare the hell out of the average person in power thinking that they can never fall. What happened when the Romans fell? What, what was that feeling like? You know what I mean?
1: yeah yeah and that and that's perfect the way you describe it that's as you're saying it clicked in my mind is that what we talked about with super bastard is you're seeing the barbarians at the gate and the roman empire is collapsing from within itself because of detritus decay debauchery or elitism um and it's slowly it it, it, it it's like you know your Super Bastard is like Spartacus waking, realizing, hey, I'm no longer going to play this game for the masses, the elite masses. You know, I'm going to stand up for those that they're trottering, uh, trotting underfoot. And that's what I get from Super Bastard. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, I, I have I, I grew up arguing with teachers about Hannibal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I grew up having mm-hmm. to watch This man portrayed as a white man on History Channel. You know what I mean? Like these are the things that you grow tired of because you're just like, look, everybody, everybody got their history intact. So don't further destroy ours. Like let us get a piece of that back. You know what I'm saying? That's why I always thought that that scene in black panther when killmonger was looking at the artifacts and was talking to the lady about how Mm -hmm. it's like how you think y'all got these you know what i'm saying like so Mm -hmm. there comes a point in time when you got to go back and get it back and you can work with me on that or you can work against me that's your choice but if you choose to work against us then there's going to be accountability for that you know we're we're in the age of people not wanting to be held accountable and we can't move like that. The more. Super Bass is about, like, look, it's a story. It's entertaining. It's education. But it's a story about, like, look, you're going to be held accountable. And the end result is whatever it is. But right now, you can't do anything about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is... Just... Go ahead.
0: I... No, no, no. So, um, I was just going to say that I love your you know what you just said and what you're doing in the message and it ties back into something that um david first he started off the segment by saying that um you know you and i wally you and i like uh, with our art right and the message we're trying to put out there right and when you just saying that you argued with your teacher about um hannibal like that struck that struck a nerve in me because i i wasn't awake. To those type of topics when I was young. You know, growing up in Barbados, um, we I was I, it's almost like I got spoiled for like I was in I was like in a right. bubble in a way, right? Like looking back, all of our school books had right. brown right. skinned people in them. You know what I mean? We were I mean, the the majority. I had like maybe like three right. white people went to my school, you know what I mean? I didn't grow up with uh, oppression and white people and stuff like that, right? But as a result, I grew up drawing nothing but white people. You know what I mean? It was weird because I didn't have anybody to tell me different. I just took my brownness for granted, so to speak. And it wasn't until I came to America and I met the guys at Epbot, the East Coast Black Age comic book convention, Maurice Waters, Yumi Odom, and uh, Akenshiye Brown, that they openly challenged me and was like, yo, Sean, you know, Where's the black characters <laughs> I was like Wait the what And it, right. it 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 blew my mind You know what I mean And um Now Having Having that part of me Awaken I feel like I'll be doing A disservice to the To the next generation To the other people Who were like me To not right. Speak out about the stuff That's going on To not Have characters That look like me In my stories To not have a shirt That says right. I will breathe You right. know what I mean Fuck that I can't shit You know what I mean like, no, like, and I was talking to another artist and she was saying like um she doesn't get involved with that type of stuff. You know what I mean? She doesn't, and she's a she's a sister, she's a newbian sister. Right, right. And to each their own, right? I can't tell any person what to create, what to put on their page. She's like, she's not about that. Um but I feel as a as an artist, we have an ability right. that so many people right. don't. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's imperative that that newbie people voice some kind of opinion about what is going on out here and present some kind of imagery to counteract, or at least try to counteract some of some of the 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 injustices that's that's occurring. You know what I mean? Or just get a message out there, just something. I I don't know. Sorry about that. I
2: feel like it is a I feel like it's our duty, but I'm like you at the same time, like I'm not going to argue or try to force another artist to do it, but, I, right. but I'm But i lost on not wanting to, to some degree, you know, in some way, like whatever that is for that person, because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, but some people feel like, well, it, it hasn't directly hit me. So why should I speak on it? And I'm like, OK, well, hopefully it never does. Right. But at the same time, I, I would love for you to wake up yeah. and, and realize like if we don't speak for ourselves who else will and if you won't speak now then I yeah. fear when people who who are, who are who think like that get into positions of power because I don't know that they're gonna do anything to help further the cause you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah and I feel like um, you know like um, once again let me just say I'm not coming at anybody who doesn't right t because there are some people that probably will be like yo sean the fact that i'm a brown skinned person is something the fact that i'm putting on imagery of brown skinned people is something and to some degree it is you know what i mean i really do believe it is we need to see more of that uh, but i think there's also the the chance to inject something a little bit more it's about layers you know what i mean because so often, just having some person in that seat will, can be overlooked easily. It can be overlooked right. as, um, oh, you got lucky, or um, this is uh, nepotism, or is like, whatever. You know what I mean? You know, there's, there's a chance to come up with some kind of excuse right. of you just, just being there. But if you use that platform to then have a voice and, and speak out about something, I think it right. adds right. so I much agree. more I resonance. Agree.
1: Yeah, and with, with that said, you know, how important is it for us to have heroes that look like us and that are from, that represent us from our experiences to our cultures to what's going on in the political climate right now? You know, if we look at Milestone Comics, they're coming back with uh, static shock. And they've kind of changed the story of how Static Shot's getting his powers. He got his powers doing a Black Lives Matter uh, protest, a rally where the police use experimental tear gas against him and other protesters. And that's how the Bang Babies came about now in this time span.
2: I mean, I think it's, it's, it's majorly important for us to have representation, for anybody to have representation. And, but when some people don't get it because they've had representation for so long, you know, let's just look at Marvel. Marvel Marvel characters have a 50, 60, 75 year jump on anything that the three of us create right now, period. You know what I'm saying? And so when people are like, yo, well, if y'all don't like this, just go create your own, like we doing that. But Marvel started somewhere before they became what they are today and we got to fight through a horde of things. What was the competition for Marvel and DC back then? It was nothing like what what where we are now. And but that aside, like who doesn't want to see something that looks like that? I did a book called Fairy Tale Nights because my daughter at 4 or 5 years old came to me and and said to me, "I love seeing Wonder Woman and this character and that character, but none of them look like me. Why not, daddy?" And it struck a chord in me, but it's like, I can sit here and be upset about what the mainstream is or is not doing, or as being fortunate, blessed, however you want to put it, to be able to draw and create and write, I can I can just go ahead and take action and, and give her something to look forward to. So I created that character based on her. She sat with me and helped come up with the storyline, the characters, and did a campaign. People supported the campaign. It didn't matter whether they did or not, I was doing it for her, number one, but thankfully people jumped in and, and helped bring that book to life financially. And it showed her that she didn't have to wait for somebody to provide her an example of, of herself or beauty or grace or blackness. Like I can go out here, or or, or as Sean said, being a Nubian, like I can go out here and, and carve my own path. Might not be the easiest thing, but I can do it. And it's gonna mean so much more to me because that's mine. And you know, David, I'm, I'm huge on ownership. Like I stress that all the time. You know what I mean? But I I refuse also to just sit and spend all day in a message board talking about what Marvel and DC aren't doing or how they should have did this or they should have did that when there's so many other dope projects out there that I can go check out or create or be a part of or push or whatever, you know what I mean? So representation is definitely important. A milestone meant a lot in a lot of ways to me. I mean, I'm always talking about trying to learn from their ups and downs and but i also look at what other image and other companies like that have done and i'm always pushing that too like i wish enough of us could come together to to be the new version of a milestone and or the new whatever the new you know whoever whatever the entity is and there are some people doing it there are some people that are unifying and pushing it and building these different entities up but i think at the end of the day i want to see more of us in positions and I want to see our people supporting, not waiting until something becomes hot because it's over at Marvel or DC or IDW or wherever, like support it from the ground up, help it get there, especially if you know it's worthwhile. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I mean, me personally, um, I just feel like what we need in the industry uh, are books with more white people. Uh, I feel like there's a shortage. Of yeah, I,
2: was just, so, I was waiting. I'm I was waiting. I was, saying, I was like, um, playing, but let me listen, he, he might be going somewhere that I'm missing right now. <laughs> I
0: love, I love to mess with Dave, you know, because Dave, Dave sometimes takes everything I say so so real, so right. serious, and he's, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'll hear the pause, and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, no, nah, you know, and uh, Wally you just said something, man, that I love as as far as uh, you know a lot of people it's easy to say and complain about shit you know what i mean it's easy to say and complain about what marvel and dc and all the big guys aren't doing and then but what are you doing about it and nothing and then it it becomes this thing of i think a lot of people want to take the easy route right so it becomes like oh well you know what i wish superman was black and they'll they'll draw a black superman and then they'll draw a black batman or a black goku and nothing pisses me off more than that. Like, I'm so... Yeah. I hate it. I can't stand it. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need... I don't need Clark Kent right. to be black. Right. I don't need Peter Parker to be right. black. You know right. what I mean? Uh, I like a Miles Morales. Um, or... The hundred... The hundred other characters out there that are Nubian... Right. right. That don't get representation. You know what I mean? And I started doing something called... Uh, I started doing something called um, New Perspective where uh, I take characters uh, black characters that you know people might be considered washed up or cheesy or whatever or even ones that people don't know right. enough about right. and I do a like a revamp of them you know what I mean S- to get kind of to show like yo these characters do exist right. and they're right. they're cool if given the right treatment and most of the time, and what I do right and what I do is that I don't do the um I don't do the um uh like a a complete alternate universe take on them i read their history and right. i find a right. way to make it work within continuity you know what i mean just to show like nah all it needs right. is just a little imagination you can make these characters work you know what i mean um so i love i love what you're saying as far as like yo you know stop, stop complaining and do something to showcase how you know either new characters or characters that need more no. attention, like you know Bishop, I love Bishop. You know they I want to see more. You know, I want to see him get a man. solo it's, movie or something. People you know?
2: want something so bad, but they've known this other thing so bad that they just turn to that first. Like, well, just just throw some blackface on it, if, if that's what we want to call it. Right, and that'll make me happy for that. That'll satisfy me. But it's like, no, that'll never get the the run that i never they'll never take that and make it a main focus because other characters Mm -hmm. already set established and and it's not gonna go that way you know what i'm saying like so why not uplift these other characters Mm -hmm. that exist that could just use a little bit of tweaking and become something why not go and seek out other characters that are out there and help get it to that position you know what i mean we we knew what a a black leading character could do way before black panther was, Mm -hmm. was made and as soon as they announced it, we already were aware of where this goes. But mm-hmm. the rest of the world had to be shown. But even after that, mm-hmm. some people still don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And 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 of course, all respect due to Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Of course, with respect due to Black Panther as, in general. But that's still not something that we own mm-hmm. or that that started with us. You know, thankfully, Chadwick, Mike Kugler, the whole cast took yeah. it. Owned it in that moment to make it something to show what we are. We are capable, of, which we already knew. We knew. It's just getting everybody else on board to believe, and that's right. just, not to segue yeah. it back to me, but just to make the point. That's why I call it once emperors. Like I want us. Of course, I want to influence anybody, but I definitely want to influence. I have two kids. I want to influence us to know who we are, where we come from. You know what I'm saying? The 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 fact that our who our people, our bloodline, mm-hmm. we come from something royal. We come from something powerful. The world wouldn't be what it is today had it not been for our contributions, which don't get talked about in school. You know, I had a my daughter had a lesson today um in school where the teacher was amazed, like she's talking online to the kids and she's amazed that a black person created security systems that go in homes. And she's just going on and on, like, oh my God, this is so funny. And it was a black woman. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God. Da, da, da. And I wanted to jump up and grab the computer and be like, yo. <laughs> like, you that shot For real, though? But I said, you know what? At mm-hmm. the same time, mm-hmm. why am I shocked that she's shocked? Like, who ta- who would have taught her that? Prior? You know what I mean? So... Mm. It's, it, it is what it is right. and, and it's a part of us mm-hmm. reclaiming and putting that position back and putting that that idea back on it like yo, we've always been great. just like other Irish people believe in their culture and who they are and this mm-hmm. group, whatever group like has no problem being proud of who they are. and we as a people have multiple multiple aspects of our culture that mm-hmm. have influenced culture worldwide, period point blank. And we just got to make sure that we don't forget that mm-hmm. and we don't lose sight of that while we're getting caught up in celebrating all these other entities that exist out there. Right.
0: Right. And, and it's, for me, that's one of the things I miss about um, uh, comic book conventions. It, there's nothing I love more than when uh, yeah. a woman comes up with a Wonder Woman right. shirt and I flip right. to my drawing of Nubia. And blow their mind, and they're like, right. "Wait, what? She had a twin sister. Right. What? what? Is amazing. You know what I mean? Um, and then, um, or even, and then, like you said, Wally, you know, being able to show them some of your own characters. You know what I mean? So, so the main book I have is uh, the Street Team book that I did with me and uh, my Street Team crew. Shout out to the Street Team crew, and we're all brothers. You know what I mean? Uh, all indie. And, um, one of the questions I get, which is kind of, kind of sad, is that, <laughs> right. you know, somebody will be like, wait, right. y'all black? And y'all made right. this? Right. Like, yeah, brother, right. y'all work together? <laughs> There's no conflict? And, you know, it's like, yo, yes, we can do yeah. that. Yes, yeah. we can make our own stuff. Yes, it can look professional. You know what I mean? It's, and it's, it's heartbreaking that, 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 you know, like, we don't have that standard for ourselves but it's also incredibly um uh fulfilling that you know some person can't because don't get me wrong i do fan art i love fan art that is something and um you know there is part of it that is a business i am like to be honest with you making that i do plan on making that move out of the fan art biz i do want to Switch up how I do fan art because I because right. I do like it. I do like having my interpretation of these characters I grew up on. I'm trying to see how to make it work, but I can't lie. There's something that 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 hits me right in the heart when a person is like, right. "Oh man, this is this this is cool." Let me get that street team. You know what I mean? They go past my Omega Red, right. the Hulk, the Darth Vader versus Hulk, and all that, and they pick my book. That's incredible. And of course, if they pick right, one of my other right. drawings too, I get it. You know, these characters have been around forever and they relate to them and they do like my art. Um, so, you know, I, I do like that, but there's nothing like a it's, person being. It's probably one of the your, most your
2: filling things, man. And I'm going to say the same as you, home, Robin. Man, I've been so. trying to weed out or push, decrease the amount of fan related stuff, even though I enjoy it. Like you said, like it's a, it's cool to see if you see what you can do with these characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Right? But I've you know I've been trying to push to where my table was predominantly things that I took part in creating. You know, um, but like you said, we understand that the business side yeah. of it. Like if they see these cool takes that we do and that draws them over there, then hopefully that gives us a chance to introduce them to the to the other things in some form of fashion. Even if they don't pick everything up today, they just remember. And and back to that Nubia thing, like that's one of the most fulfilling things. The mm-hmm. first few times I had I had somebody pick up a new see Nubia and they were like, Oh, you made her black and I'm like <laughs> i'm like nah i didn't make her black she was already
0: black.
2: <laughs> now let, let me give you the story And i had a lady come mm. back one year yeah. like three years straight yeah. i think it was I, forget, I think it was like north carolina comic con or something and she would bring more people with her to have me tell the story of nubia because even though she had told mm. it, she felt like it would be it was better coming from the person that had first put her onto it you know what i'm saying so it was cool it was cool man
0: mm. Nice, yeah.
2: David, we don't cut you out, yeah, man. I'm sorry, we, we bring you feeling, back man. in, bro.
0: Can't lie.
1: Nah, nah.
0: I was just, nah, I was just cool, thinking man. the same that's thing. Cool. Cool. <laughs> the
1: but let, let's let's flip it a little bit more into um for you, Sean, the characters that you created for Decimation mm-hmm. and how you envision them, and you, Wally, because you've done well. let
2: me say this, too, well. real quick, man, because I, 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 I believe Andy. in it, and I try to push myself to do it more and more when I get the chance. Sean, yo, bro, you are, you are mm-hmm. a beast, mm-hmm. not just with these characters, but definitely what you've done with these characters as well. Like, just let me pay my respects right now. Much respect.
0: Man, man, appreciate hey. that, brother. Don't be on here trying to make me blush, Wally. Don't do it, bro um no man thank you man and likewise too you know I, 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 it's good to say when it feels good to be like a genuine fan of of, of somebody Indeed. and really want to you know support their work and see them see them lost up yeah yeah, man. yeah
1: so one of the things you know let's talk about that process uh and i think that's important is let's talk about the process of how the writer and the artists work together in creating characters. And, Wally, you jump in here, and Sean, you you know, let's talk about how we developed our characters that look for them, and what is the most important thing for you as an artist working with the writer and creator of a story and bringing to life these characters?
0: Well, um, I mean, I think this was, Desimation Earth was one of those things, like, when I came up with the idea and okay. hired you, okay. Okay. it was, All it right. was... Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> um no nah, man um decimation earth was one of those things where i was eager to draw when you when you originally approached me with the um the concept and and you gave me the elevator pitch and you said uh you know cthulhu creatures superheroes and steampunk i was so there wasn't really much else i needed um and you know doing freelance work Sometimes it comes down to, oh man, you know, I I I gotta pay, I gotta pay bills. This is a job, but when you get that beautiful mix of like, yo, I really right. really want to work on this, and you get paid for it, is incredible. Um, so the 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 beautiful thing about working with Dave too um, was that he has a very solid idea of his world. Um, even if it's some stuff that I come on afterwards and like, yo, we should try this or that. You know, the concept was was the base, the foundation was there. And um, for me, I try to work off of the creators and the writers' vision first and foremost. I think, um, you know, a lot of people come sometimes coming with a lot of ego. Um, <laughs> I'll tell this story real quick. There was a, uh, I'll, I'll keep the innocent innocent. I won't say any names, right? But uh, there was a project years ago where this, uh, these people hired an artist to create some uh, some characters for them, right? They already had the characters formed. And this guy went off and he drew the characters, but he drew them the way he wanted to draw them. And when people complained, he said, well, that's how he, you know, he was, he was very much into... Uh, you know, the cosmos and that type of, you know, that type of stuff. You know what I mean? One, like one of those one of those brothers with like uh, the nose feathers and the nipple reins and the sandals and the, you know what I mean? Uh, chewing the incense and stuff. So he was like, you know, this is how the, the cosmos showed me it should look. So for instance, there was one character, she was um, like a urban bounty hunter woman, right? And she had on like, she her, her look was jeans, boots, uh, a leather jacket and a shotgun right he drew this woman (laughs) in sandals a see-through nightgown and a sword and the woman said but that's not my character and he said well that's how i i saw her and it was like what so that's why i try not to do i I try not to come up with any kind of ego and i go based off of the creators and their vision then along the way you know depending on once i get a feel for it and stuff i might be like yo you know what could work we should try this or we could do this Um, and let the, I try to let the process be as organic as possible. Um, And, but with, with Dave taking those elements of steampunk, I started doing, like I do a lot of uh, Google searches, you know, um, you know, Pinterest has a lot of good stuff. And uh, I pull up a lot of reference. Like, okay, let me get into the steampunk world. um, And then, okay, how do I mix in? the superhero element you know what i mean what would function within that world and um it comes down to right letting the characters speak to you so to speak you know what i mean um what is what works for this thinking of the world as a whole what works within this world you no know, like don't matter i know if wally you could you know this is your process but for right. me no matter how fantastical the story is or right. the world is right that world still has its own laws and, and rules, you know what I mean? To a certain extent. So I try to figure out what are the rules of that and work within that and let the characters breathe and create. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of, I try to have a lot of back and forth with the creators. Hey, what y'all think about this? And um, till, till the, the character bursts themselves and, and comes to life. And sometimes I get it right on the nose and sometimes, you know, it right. takes a little reworking. And sometimes dave will be like just do you uh you know this is this is one i think one of the greatest examples of that has been
1: yep uh, is it
0: gravestone dave gravestone one of my favorite um character designs in there was um one of those uh uh, bob ross happy accidents type of thing and um, it just you know it just came together out of like divine inspiration type of thing and luckily dave was, liked it uh, So yeah
1: Thunderbeast.
0: no he's my favorite character but as far as the best example of like happy accidents it was gravestone like that was one of the ones where i just kind of right. like i just you know it's like the pen did the drawing for me so to speak you know what i mean um but Battle Beast is my favorite character just because I have a big thing for cats for some reason. I like and I like anthropomorphic characters too. So like cats and uh werewolves mm-hmm. are my two favorite. Yep, loves. I
1: remember,
0: yeah. And I'm good. You ever play Bloody War? Yeah. Anybody remember that video I game? i never played it. Yo, that okay. game, yo. See if you can look that up, Dave. But there's a there's a tiger in there, tiger character, long. That was my right. character. Right. Foot like, I, yeah, I didn't want to pick nobody that. else. David, I'm, I'm good. That's my good boy right there. That's man. it. I don't,
2: I don't even don't even, don't even mention him. It. If, it, if it's not mad, if it ain't mad, and he ain't playing.
1: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Not oh. Okay. Okay. You
0: up on
1: uh, Mortal Kombat? You know. Stop it. Now <laughs> I'm let's freaking not, Let's not fight. get into street brother. <laughs> <fight>. Let's, let's <laughs> stop right there. Oh, <laughs> balaka! <Blanca. No. laughs> like, oh. oh, so you just stand in the corner
2: me. and you tap the buttons real fast? That's <laughs> what you see that Or that swipe? Wow! The swipe
1: no, the no. Damn. We, we, may,
2: we way more advanced than yeah. that over here. Yeah, that, ain't, mm. that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I,
2: uh, I put ca- I turn cameras That's on That's all like a challenge so Molly play these games That's all you about to, to challenge sure somebody man In case In case they get online And try to get slick I can just upload it real quick I ain't even got to do no talk, <laughs> You know
0: <laughs> yeah. Yo Oh man I got this idea For like a A, a fighting game That'd be dope. Comic book, the I want to do at some point, man. Are you that thinking I think of? Would be are sick? you thinking of doing one of those but crazy free- things I see on uh-huh. uh,
1: in, in books now, fiction, where the person ends up in the video game? Because I've seen a lot of comic books and, and manga doing that.
0: Mm. Nah, nah. This was like sometimes I develop, I got concepts that come to me as different things. You know what I mean? Like I don't see them. As, like, they have to be. Oh, this I'm going right. to come up with this property, and it has to be a movie and a TV series and a comic book and a, a board game. Like, I came up with it, I had this concept come to me that I was like, I want to see this as a oh, RPG uh, role what's it called? Uh, uh What's the Final Fantasy type games? Um, RPG. I saw it as an RPG, right? And right. that's it. But then, you know, along the way, I was like, oh, it, it might be easier to sure. do as a comic book, but I wanted it to feature all. Caribbean characters, and it was actually going to be that have those elements of bloody war, where it was going to be a person, and then they have like this altered form that they can transform into, and um, and it was going to be based in like this futuristic yeah, yeah. Caribbean dope, setting. I'm going to say too much more. I'm going to give them too much more, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, you know, because you know, was um, something that uh, uh, you know people overlook is that with you know the the African diaspora there's so much there's so many levels to it so it's like what about Caribbean representation if we're talking representation um and we're talking Nubian representation black representation what does that mean you know what I mean there's like so many avenues and ways to explore that and I remember I was at a I was at a conference and I had to do a panel right and a friend of mine was doing the panel he was moderating and um, we were I think we were talking about character design funny enough and um, he said well you know I think one of the questions was Sean well how do you create your characters and you know I gave her the basic breakdown and started talking about you gotta put yourself into the the mind of the character and their world and what will they do won't do what's gonna make them look different blah 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 and uh, I said one of the hardest things for me was like coming up with like all the levels of creating a quote unquote black character right and it was a this particular character was talking about was a female. And one of the hardest things for me was, in the story, does she finish college? I wanted, because I wanted it to be that she was a college dropout, right? But anything I do is for a purpose. So she was a college dropout. She's an artist, like myself. It's based on me, I'll say that, right? The character is an immigrant from Barbados. She moved to this fictional city in America. She went to art college, even though I didn't go to art college. But she goes to art college, and she's an anarchist, right? And she's a she's a she's a rebel, and she drops out of college because it wasn't doing anything for her. She felt it was taking her money. It was a corporate system, and it came based off of a conversation I've had with some artist friends of mine who did go to art school, and they're like, "Yo, if they right. could do it all over again, they wouldn't," because it, it was it was a ripoff, right? And I said, "Yo, I want her to to be to to." to leave college to make a statement. But I, I was like, yo, am I perpetuating the stereotype of new being right. people, not being educated or not finishing something. And I struggled with that. You know what I mean? In the end, I, I had it that she, she did leave the car. Co- I, I kept it hard. I had it, you know what I mean? For the, for, for me to make a statement about her character. Um, and hopefully people will read more about her and, you know, see there's there's nuances to it but I think that's one of the toughest things about creating black characters right, right. there's not enough room for because us because
2: there's so many stereotypes so, and so many to have
0: flawed characters.
2: Preset things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 Sean, whenever I created Decimation Earth and gave yeah. it to um that's, David, that's,
0: that's the hardest thing for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know <laughs> Just got to make sure he remembers, mm-hmm. you know?
0: I, I was there. I remember.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You guys just want to take credit for nothing. But that's all right. I love you guys anyway, like family.
0: Wait. Thank you. I'm curious about saying, Wally, so so how... When you get into the process of creating your characters and creating, and creating Super Bastard and stuff like... You Know for you, does it start with like, yo, you got this idea of an image, you know what I mean? You know what it look like, or do you like, you it's, go, there, it's, it's, damn, I want varies, to tell a story. Um, about that kid sometimes it,
2: it can like, be like, how I'll do you start create trying your to characters? conjure up most of the time, it's the story that hits me first, like, man, I, I want to be like to talk about this, and as that's starting to develop in my head, I'll then I'll start trying to figure out what that mm-hmm. looks like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is it is it a male, female? The was is the costume this that was super mm. bastard it was just like I wanted it to feel like he was going to, like oh this is a dude going to a ceremony who just happens to be in shape he's going to some kind of ceremony that's culturally like deeply tied into culture cause he's not there's no emblems on him his colors are red black and green he looks like he just pulled out some nice slacks and just happened to have this dope ass robe cloak turban I mean this robe cloak thing on him like ceremonial like I just wanted to look like he's coming to something that means something you know what I mean whereas King Supreme it was all about what makes him feel like a traditional superhero who's not a traditional guy in the costume so it varies man and a lot of times it is that what you were saying about trying to get into the world what is this what is the environment what is is, I try to be the character if that makes sense and and you know, and and like you might walk in, in the office, and I'm gonna lay on the couch, turning flips or something. Like, mm, definitely, like something I wouldn't do in public, but in here, I can just kind of wild out for a moment. Like, yo, how would they stand? Mm-hmm. How would they move? What's the posture like? You know what I mean? Like, how how does his face change when certain things are said to him, or, or what is her, what is her energy when she's charging up or whatever she's doing? You know, so I, I go through I go through all that, man. Then then I actually start trying to put the pen, the paper, or the stylus to the to the tablet, and start figuring out what that looks like, and just body shapes first, and then I'll start trying to figure out costume and capes, no capes, and yada yada yada. You know, whatever whatever the character might be, because everything ain't capes, but just based on what the character is, the environment of the character. But the weird thing about comics too, and mm-hmm. I applaud you. I might have said this to David when when I first saw the designs, I was like, Sean is 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 a beast because most people will be trying to streamline these looks to make them as easy as possible and he's keeping the detail in there which is really the era we probably both grew up on where everything just had dope details, you know what I mean but you look around now and you see a lot of stuff that's still cool but it's so streamlined and it's because people are automatically like well if I get to make this a toy I need to make it, it's that that industry mentality, I need to make it as easy to make as possible as little plastic as possible yada 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 and so you know that that 90s era was a crazy era and of course if you're into anime especially well done anime you know ghost in the shell akira any of those cowboy bebop like the detailing and or or you know there's a lot more you can name but just just the details and, and design sometimes people get away from. It's just like we put some spandex on him and slap a color on him and he's done. <laughs> you know? Which nothing against that. Nothing against that.
0: Mm. <laughs> now well Ashley Wally, uh I pissed myself off. I I w wa- I wanna stop doing that right. Like Like sometimes I'm drawing something and I'm like, why did I add all this shit? damn like i'm like oh my god but uh so thanks for saying that man um the, you know i think for me that you know i think it is that era i grew up in man where it's like um i'm like detail oriented and um uh, some of my favorite artists are more detailed you know the travis arrays stuff like that but um i look at um somebody like tom right. mcfarlane's toys right. you know and he was like yo he right. wanted to 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 change the industry you know what i mean love him or hate him Right. Um, you know, Todd is known for like doing things his way and going that little extra length, and he's a super detailed artist too. Yeah. But he was like, I want to. A lot of my stories end up being like um, real gritty. Right. I'm, I'm. I think the, right. the greatest challenge for me would be to to draw like a kids book and not make it bloody and gritty. I'm trying to see if I could do that, but uh, I like. That's why I was always a fan of um, the more. Um, street level vigilante type guys and like being in there with the muck and all that and like some of my favorite scenes right. of Spider-Man right, right. is like when the the lizard has like bust him up and he's got like the half mask, right. his glass is shattered you know what I mean? And his cla- costume yeah, is ripped, it's like 100%. oh shit like he's, he's going through it like that's, Go
2: ahead David, jump on back in, we're gonna let you back in
1: uh, uh, Well, you know <laughs> no, it's cool, man. For me, it's the right. I feel bad. I'm it's sorry,
0: riot. Dave. I mean, I'm Wally it's, too. I, I mean, I...
1: working with artists like you to bring the characters to life. I mean, I mean, it's the fact that Aww, you know look I you, have a vision and I sit down and we talk about it and and we give each other room to work and then boom, it's like oh, that's it, right there. You know, and I think the way. The characters mm. are, are created helps for me the writer to be able to tell the story more because you know remember what we talked about Thunderbeast when we talked about doing Thunderbeast and you came back with the design I was like well I guess I can't kill him off and then you were just what? I was like yeah I had, had plans to kill him <laughs> off in the story but the way right. he was designed and how hard he was I couldn't kill him off I have to keep him you know um for at least two or three issues um but yeah for me that's the beautiful of (laughs) it the beautiful piece of it is when the characters come together and it helps me tell the story you
0: know and you know what's messed up i'm one of those guys that i I like when when um Mm -hmm. characters get killed off especially like in indie books because there's no rules right you could do whatever so it's Mm -hmm. like yo take him through the ring make him lose a hand kill him you know what i mean like all that shit. And, but when he right. said about Thunder Beast I said what I don't <laughs> that was like the one thing I was like no whoa, whoa, hold on no let's let's rethink this uh, but uh, kudos to, kudos to, for Dave for being that kind of fearless type of creator too man um, I know for me I know how you feel about this Wally but I don't think I ever want to work on any property that's like right. 300 issues right. I like when like certain animes end I like when certain books end, like you know I me mean? even if you have a spin-off or one of the other you know like right. one of the supporting characters gets his own thing or there's there's a different story told in that world <laughs> right.
2: that's right, good right. but
0: i don't need a part five and part six of the matrix You know what i mean three story, you know what i mean like i i don't even want to see like right. another neo i know they're right, going right, to revamp it right. and shit but give me a whole different story i'm so sick of star wars at this point i'm tired of it
2: over, but and, you're, over you're, and over you you're,
0: you're trying to give this illusion of a revamp, but you're telling the same yeah, story I, just I only, with new That's
2: why I normally tend to, when I'm doing my over own projects, do
0: over, man. graphic like, novels what?
2: or whatever. Because like, I, I try to go ahead and tell the story I want to tell. And, and, you know, of course, there could be room to tell some, like you said, some spin-off stories or whatever. But I, I, I've only had one character that I could maybe see myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing a long run on but if i got the choice i wouldn't (laughs) like i just i'm like you man i like going on and telling the story we're gonna tell and then move on you know what else we got something else we can talk about now you know
0: yeah yeah
1: Yep. well fellas we've had a good time today on this episode Uh, i appreciate you taking your time to come in and have a chat session with me um everybody sean and wally will be back uh on uh, some more episodes don't know if they are can consistently come back but they will be back on the episodes uh with decimation studio podcast so i want to thank you sean and i want to thank you man, wally it was a pleasure and man i, I, thank I enjoyed here everyone have a good you're welcome yeah peace well all right man